Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Caring Instinct. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I did eventually. <clears throat> yeah, we've not done a podcast, just us two for a while, so we thought we'd have a 20 minute play around. We've been working on some new things behind the scenes. Olga, I think you're going to tell us about the course that we've got brewing. Yeah, it's about bridging the divide between parents and children. This is going to be an invitation to travel into each other's territory. You know how children are emotional and parents are here to contain those emotions. We are going to invite you to mix it up a little bit and invite your own emotions into a nurturing space. Another one is play. Again, who plays? Children play. Grown-ups don't play. They have serious things to do. So again, shake that up a little bit. Yeah. And... Um, the housework, the housework that is the domain of the grown-ups. So this time we are going to invite children into the housework. And oh, it's such a huge topic. It's the elephant in the room because everyone does it. Not so many people talk about it. Everyone does it every single day. Some people talk about it, I think. Some people do. <laughs> I've got some interesting stats. This is from 2017. 76% of UK parents with children aged 6 to 17 say that their kids have no cleaning responsibilities. So six years ago, uh, only 24% of British children chipped in with the housework, with cleaning in particular. Does it sound too... Well, mine are only five and three, so they always chip in in their own way Uh uh, just because they want to get involved. But is it always the way? feels like, stereotypically, it's something that there's a lot of battles in in the house about. Do you know, I think this is what's behind these statistics. And then, sorry, one more thing. Then it becomes, uh, for many, it becomes a thing of, okay, is this a battle we, we have? Like, again, it goes down that teaching route. Maybe we can teach the values housework ha- might have, clean your room, at least starting from your your space, or do we just go off completely, let them find it on their own? Yes. So this one, this is a US survey from 2019. 90% of parents say they did chores as a child, but only 66% of them regularly have their own children do chores. Mm. And my suspicion is that what's behind it is the way we were brought into doing chores as children, which was very often a shame-based approach. Just look at your bedroom, what a mess, aren't you ashamed of it? Go clean. Or I'm working all day, I pay all the bills and I clean all the house. Could you at least... That starts early as well, I think, because even when like uh, you think of a little kid who spills something, it might be annoying or frustrating for us. And if that comes out towards the child, you know, then that's they'll take that as being shamed in a sense. And you will see them kind of retreat. And what they've done, they've made a mess. Maybe there's a shame for it. It might just be a little thing like that two-year-old spilling his milk. But we have this compassion for children and this understanding. So I think we go all all the way the other way, to the other extreme. What do you mean? We want to create a no-shame relationship and we don't know how to involve them into the housework without using shame. So we go yeah. all the way the other way. That's okay. I'll just do everything uh, until okay. you're 18. 
but yeah, we yeah. have a good relationship. So what you're saying, there's not much in between. Yeah. Because you're leading the housework part. You're saying that it's kind of uh, almost creating that playground in between. Yes. Explore. Yes. The space where we can meet. Because that's where I started. My memories of doing the housework as a teenager, well, of being brought into the housework, were also all shame-based. And, and it's, it is ruinous to a relationship between parents and children. I mean, most people can attest to that. Um, and I also started from the place of, I'll do everything. Mm. Don't worry about it. But then several realizations later, <laughs> I'm very much down the path of sharing the housework with the children, with well, with everyone in the household. And I think it's serving us. Laundry is the one that comes up for us. It's easy to share because you're kind of shoving it in the washing machine or pulling it out. It's quite, uh, it's like their level as well for younger kids. You realise with the housework just how much it's not set up for children, like unload the dishwasher. They can't even reach yeah. cupboards. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got to pick the tasks that sort of lend themselves uh, to, to that. I realise so much of it is cultural and generational. I'm curious, how was it for you as an English boy what doing housework? The housework. Did you do any? Um, I was trying to think. Yeah, we definitely did. I kind of had memories of Saturday morning polishing um, wood, like furniture. I remember I going around say, with the. I thought you'd say silver. The, um, well, yeah, that'd be good. Polishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember doing the. I think that was the job that I could do. Or oh, I was. I was good. At, that was my kind of job. Uh huh. Polishing um, wood. And I think it felt like it, it's hard to remember, it felt like it was like a routine, not not for a, a special occasions or anything, just as a as a regular thing. But then I also remember my my room and my sister, were, we were both super messy rooms. Mm -hmm. I don't remember cleaning it up at all as young. I, I just, when we were that kind of teenage, you know, that was just, you're in charge of your own room. So that was your domain. Do we didn't do to anything. To clean yeah. or more like to not clean. Yeah. And it was, was your sister clean, encouraged to basically. do more than you? I don't, not that I know, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Um, her room was a tip as well, I remember. I think she was worse than mine. But she'd probably say the other opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I should have had her here. She's um, definitely better now. What else do I remember? I remember, and then I remember cleaning a lot before people would come round, helping out then. Oh, yes. I've heard of that approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas time, people coming around, you know, you have to. I kind of remember playing around with it a bit sometimes, but also I remember it being a bit stressful. You had to get your house looking good for people to come around, I think. So it was just the stress yeah. kind of passed so down. So that's by definition. So I, didn't, I don't think I knew that at the time. Yeah. But you didn't, but that kind of the routine one, I remember, I think maybe having more fun with like just playing around with it. Not what I wanted to do necessarily, but you could still find time in it to kind of make it fun or this kind of thing. 
Did your mom and dad make it fun for you, or did you the the fun came with the process just because you were a child? I can't Playful. Remember. Yeah, yeah. Largely, they they did most of it. Yeah. I think my mum did most. My mum would have done it. Yeah, it's gendered too, isn't it? Yeah. The woman's work is never done. Never done. That was a large part of the shift for me. Wow. I've got two boys. I'm the only woman in the house. As much as I love, uh, we love our Disney princesses and books with a strong female protagonist, I think the most feminist thing I can do is bring them into the housework as equals so that it's not the woman's job in their heads. I'll shift back into the culture and history. Yeah. I grew up in Ukraine. Well, the uh, I was four when the Soviet Union collapsed and we were very much brought into the housework from an early age and also the housework was harder. The washing machine that we had when I was small is the one I'd like see in museums with those, you know, the two, what do they call? Well, the rollers. The rollers, that's it. You push them, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's a word, but yeah, I know what you mean. And I remember the jobs such as uh, when my sister was born, we would, uh, my grandmother and I would grate baby soap uh, to because there was no mild detergent and a baby's clothes um, needed to be washed in this, uh, in this soap, in the baby soap, mm. grated, and the grains. Yeah, so that, that was yeah. like just—it was a whole day job kind of thing. It took a long well, time. Yes, I can't remember grown-ups particularly like sitting down to play with us. There were con mm. there was so much work. They were constantly doing something, but we were with them. Yeah, we were in their orbit, and we were. Um, we were always talking. My my grandma uh, was a big reader, and we would sit and uh, sieve through the grains because the packets of grains you could buy weren't as perfect as they are now. You couldn't just cook with them straight away. You had to first sieve them and sort through them and take the black bits out. And we would just talk. She would tell me the big one was the Greek myths. She would just read tell me stories from the books that she'd read. And uh, so we were really a part of it and we were quite early, we were quite autonomous with it. Like as a 10-year-old, I could go to a market like with the money and pick stuff because I knew I'd, I'd done it so many times with my mom. I knew what to buy. I would even yeah, haggle. Yeah. <laughs> you would haggle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you did. Um but then it shifted into a more it shifted into a more traditional Western approach when we were teenagers. Partially, I think, because school took such a large chunk of time, but also because more modern appliances were brought in. But school, I mean, the main work of the child was the schoolwork. There was so much mm. of it, so it was the the work of the child is to study and to, you know, yeah. um, enter the university, compete and all that. So that, that shifted towards a more, towards less of a system and more of my mom doing most of the work mm. than getting fed up with it. 
and unloading on everyone, <laughs> saying, you're so ungrateful, could you do at least a little bit? And which is obviously not the most motivating approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It only <clears throat> works in the short term. So... What you were saying at the beginning of that, when it used to take a long time, were you really used to make the most of the house in terms of uh, relationships with, with children and around us as well. I was thinking about um, the laundrette here as well. People used to go to, the, it used to be a social thing as well. Yeah. Like getting away from children as well. You would go uh, to the laundrette and uh, put your mind, and people would talk to the neighbours. would sit there and talk and, and, you know, whatever they talk about as well. And it would be, you know, maybe more enjoyable. We still have one in, in our sense. town. I've never been there because yeah. everyone's got washing machines. Yeah. And it's just, um, or even that when you're doing the laundrette with the family, you know, with the family or if the children are, the are there as well, making the most of the time. There's still, I don't know, one of the big things that there used to be more connection. All these things used to be more connecting at some point in relationships and now they're more disconnecting. Um Yes. And that's similar to many other things, uh, you know. Yeah. But the more I think about a... it, the housework, and believe me, I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. The more I realize there's so much in it. Yeah. This and it's is, a good one to explore yeah. with kids as well because mm. it's, not, it's not like um, the big things in life. So it's quite easy to, to get in and really explore, notice what's happening and play around with and at the same time like you said it can be very rich to you can really see what might be going on in your relationship or you might notice you can try things out in there you can try that you can we can try lots of things and this repetitiveness is almost forgiving yeah it's always so, available yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> always to be done. yes so like Today, uh, so I've taught my seven-year-old to uh, start the dishwasher and the washing machine. And some days he's really good to do it. He loves the autonomy of it. He loves that he can, they're, they're the two appliances that he can run perfect. Yeah. And other days, something doesn't work. He's not in the mood. So I pick it up instead. But then guess what? In a day or two, it's available again. <laughs> Yeah. So you can make mistakes, you can get better. There's loads of room to practice. Uh there's loads of room to you know, one day we would really both get frustrated with each other over something related to the housework, but we would pick it up next day. It doesn't mean that oh one day didn't work, that's it. He's cut for life and will never do his own laundry uh, mm. again, you know, because he had a terrible fight with his mother over it. We pick it up again tomorrow. We get, that there's room for rupture and repair. There's room for practice in terms of the skills. There's room for mistakes. And I think, yeah, well, that there's room to to listen to each other, to to hear each other out, to listen to our needs. There's and then the best conversations. I'm I'm convinced happen over the housework, over the folding of the laundry. Yeah, it's a bit like the driving, driving car yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit like the yeah. driving. It's, uh, we're not staring at Indirect. each other. It's not, yeah, yeah sit down and, okay, tell me about what's been on your mind. 
Um, it's a little. Well, less so the other thing I like about it is that exploring it a bit more is it's not it's not got those kind of strict. This is how you do it. Handbooks out there where exactly we need to we can families individuals in your you can really make it your own it can it it can go in so many different ways. There's less polarization in the you know we're this kind of housework we're this kind of housework. So there's more room exactly. to play. Yeah, and there's finding out about yourself and what works for you, uh, and that might be different for other people. The simplest example: my husband. And I are both right-handed and our son's left-handed. And the world's not created for left-handed people, you know. The, our well, human-made world is not set up for left-handed people, which, which is not something I'd realized before. But he finds his own ways of doing things, just handling. Like even drawers of kitchen cupboards, they're all for fridge doors. They're all for right-handed people. He finds his own ways. About yeah. it, and it's what, fascinating my, to watch. Yeah, go on. My son's is three years old, and he really tries to help out with everything as well. And yeah, he's just um, such a helpful age. He found the bin recently, and you know, put this in the bin. Oh, he love he will love to do it all day long. Put stuff in the bin, and here the other day I caught him pouring his water into the bin because he didn't want it. <laughs> it was over. which makes sense. Yeah. But he's also yeah, and before mess. that, he used to put his he used to eat his dinner, take it to the bin, and just yeah. drop, drop the bowl in the bin. <laughs> That's it's right, very yeah, nice. it's done, yeah, and uh, but yeah, it's you yeah, can see the logic, yeah, because yeah. my um, background was in Montessori education, and this is this is what Maria Montessori noticed about children is their eagerness for putting their spaces in order and copying how the grown-ups do it. And so much of the uh, Montessori, it's called practical life, is those tasks. But they're sort of artificially set up. So you take a little tray made out of your natural wood or, and on the tray there's a little cup of beans and a little brush and a dustpan and you... Uh, the child is invited to spill the beans and brush them up uh, with a brush and dustpan and then finish the work and put it back. But life offers so many opportunities. It doesn't have to be formal and it can be real and, and children are hungry for real work, not pretend. Well, there is room for pretend, but they do, yeah, they they do appreciate the difference very, very early. Mm. Yeah, they want to do the serious stuff, and so I yeah. guess what we're saying is that uh, we're going to take the take it out of that. You know, this is a chore that just needs to be done, and, and we're going to maybe we get it done the fastest way. So we're going to, in the course, we're going to look at it uh, in terms of our relationships with children, and we're going to play around with some things to get to know. Yes, is that right? Yeah. And I really do believe that it future proofs relationships because. Sooner or later, the people who do most or all of the housework um, grow resentful, especially as children get older. It's fine to do everything for a baby and for a toddler and for a child at primary school, but then there comes a time when you're like, whoa, they can do these really complicated tasks and they have no idea how to make porridge. Mm. 
Yeah. Sooner or, late, or later, these thoughts do creep in and we start to shift the housework onto to them a little bit. We start to expect them to chip in, to encourage them, but we haven't scaffolded them into it. So, and the, and the children go, what? Why should I suddenly do that? It's been uh, accomplished completely by magic. Uh, so far, what, why should I suddenly? I have no idea where to start, or why should I start? This is not in my sphere of interest. And there's a clash, there's conflict that can last for years too, all the way into teenagehood. Yes. So we hope to empower people to find the solutions. Yeah, and we'll give you an update on the course. Definitely follow our Facebook and Instagram. All the information will be there. Bye. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.